Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are so glad that you could join us live today. And today's date is March 29th, 2022. We're so glad that you could join us live today. I'm Greg Messina. And if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible. And of course, looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We do want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. And of course, we welcome back our uptime panel. And uh, we do have this uh, verse here uh, next to us, Psalm 118.24. For this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We welcome Amen. back. We welcome back Mr. Robert Hagen. Hey, uh, how's it going? And Kevin Hookman next to him. Good evening. And of course, we bring back Vanessa Moore. Hi. Wow. Welcome back. Do I know you? Wow. <laughs> oh, it's so good to see you. And oh, yeah. of, of course, none other than the doc. Dr. Bob. <laughs> Bob. Glad to be back. Missed you guys last week. Yeah. Man, I got to watch that show. Just a crummy signal where I was at. Really? <laughs> really? I didn't want to make any promises I could be on. And sure enough, man, my, you know, it was so bad that my son took the router and took it downstairs to, to the bedroom downstairs and kept it next to his bed just so he can get a signal. <laughs> and they called oh, me, where's, that's the router? where's the router at? I'm like, we didn't yeah. take it. And then come to find out my son took it with Works hit it upstairs in the bedroom down there and left it. Down. Bob it always brings some great energy and new information and, and great, uh, you know, speculation, <laughs> a lot, yeah. a lot of things. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, hey, king of speculation, we'll call you. But, um, but you know what, rooted in, in the word, and um, like you said today in your video, I wasn't able to watch all of it because I've been working uh, so, so long. But I started watching a little bit of that video, and at the beginning, you're like, here's some sound speculation, you know, or, or you know, <laughs> basically to that, to that end. And um, last week, we kind of missed that. But we did have a really good conversation, Greg, um, with, with Brother Patrick, and I think some people um, kind of misunderstood a few things he was talking about at the beginning. But, I, but by the end of the episode, I think we clear, cleaned it up and cleared it up with everybody pretty good on where we all stand in terms of, you know, being saved by grace through faith. Um, you know, and, and things like that. So, I mean, you know, I don't think that anybody could have walked away last week thinking that we believe in, uh, you know, say, say, uh, salvation through works. Um, you'd have to be hard pressed in order to think that walking out of uh, out of last week's episode. So, yeah, and we would mm -hmm. be working our way through tribulation period, which <laughs> obviously uh, our guest last week doesn't believe that. Listen, we're all here minute to minister to each other, even our guests. So yeah. even we're even ministering. We're iron sharpens iron. The Bible says. Amen. So that's what we're doing. That's that's our goal here. Um, so obviously, uh, listen. We are not a denomination. Uh, we we are tagged with the word church because church really means assembly. Okay, we're assembling as as a body of believers. Um, we are not a five hundred one c three. This is something where church has kind of taken its own form over the years hasn't it the word itself yeah. uh it's not it doesn't mean we have to be in four walls um and uh i don't have a pastoral degree uh i don't uh you know i don't say that i am a pastor and i, I listen to be honest with you there there's some certain things there where i have to say it is has to be very difficult to be a pastor 
in these mm. in these days. Um, for the main reason, I would say that, you know, probably because it's got to be tough because there's an ecumenical movement going on today. And I think it's very yeah. easy sure. to get sucked into that movement. Um, yeah. I mean, depending on, you know, where you are in your faith, of course. Well, the whole idea of titles is is irrelevant to the father. I'm, I'm you know, I've, I've, I've never... Uh, you know that that whole idea of of um, you know respecting people that that are pastors and and evangelists and apostles and things like that's wonderful. But as far as God's concerned, it's whether or not you have the ministry of an apostle or you know prophet or evangelist or pastor or teacher is all that's something that's energized by by god by the by god and christ in you and you know to put to put titles you know we we have fun with it you know like we call bob the doc and different things like that but we're we're not you know i personally don't want the titles i don't want it it's not it's not important to me because I'm just thankful I can teach the word once in a while and maybe share some stuff. And, and I know a lot of people, they, they, they hang their hats on, on, um, that, that thing that's in front of their names. And also it, it's, uh, it can cause a lot of contention too. I think when you're, um, if you're say a certain person's going to be on, if they're a big name person, oh, everybody's excited. They want to, they want to get on here and be a part of it. But you know, who in the world is going to tune in on a Tuesday night to hear hear Robert Hagen? Who in the world? Is that? Oh, that's a guy. I do the wanted poster that I saw in the post office. Is that him? No. Ah. But you know, I'm just saying that not to be facetious or not to be, get down on people that that have those ministries because they're valid. But you know what I'm talking about. It's not a, it's not supposed to be an ego trip. You know, we're not, you know, God didn't put Christ in us so we could be egos, egotists for Jesus. You know, I mean, I, I just. Well, here's the other thing too, is like, I don't think that anyone can like agree with someone else 100% on everything. I mean, it's just, it's that, that is so highly unlikely that you actually like, oh yeah, I, I never disagree with this person on anything they ever say about anything. Well, I would think that if that's the case, you probably had shallow conversations, but like you go into something deep, you're ultimately going to find something that's like, Hmm, I don't know about that. And you know what? That's fine. That's okay. And because we're always going to have that until the perfect comes. Right, Greg. I mean, but, but what we do with that is like, is the key is like, do we let that drive a wedge between us? Do we let that become issues? Paul, I mean, Paul addressed this and he said, you know, yeah. don't, don't let those, those things become issues. The big things. Yeah. Depart from them. If they're doing these type of things, and he lists those out. If they're going to preach against the word, if they're not going to preach that Jesus Christ, the son of God, if they're going to be, you know, be idolaters and if they're going to, you know, do all these things, don't partake with them. But we're not any of those things here. We're all, you know, talking about things. And if we disagree, then don't let those little disagreements become an issue. You, you, you can peacefully walk, 
your ways and go, okay, sure, fine, we'll disagree on that, no problem. But we're not disagreeing on whether or not salvation is a gift from God. And that's a you know free gift. But what we may dis- disagree on is like, hey, what do you think about this that might happen in the tribulation? Or what do you think about the, the interpretation of this, this obscure verse or something like that? Okay, sure. We can have those disagreements. And I think that that's really the, that shows where our hearts are when we actually have disagreements. Like, do we turn on each other or do we say, what? you know, I'm, I, 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 let's just disagree on that, you know? Okay. What, what do we want to disagree on tonight, Kev? Well, I'm sure there's going to be something, um, uh, but the question is whether or not you're going to turn on me tonight like you've done in the past, or I'm kidding, Yeah, whether or not you're going to turn on me or whether or not we're yeah. going to be okay. People so, don't you know, realize that we're brothers. Just, you know, I mean, yeah, they, they tune in and they think it's like a... Well, who Hagen and Halkman again? Huh? Who, who are the ones who fight the most? They're brothers. <laughs> brothers always do. Well, They're yeah. always fighting about something, you know? Yeah. But the question is, like, can they embrace each other at the end of that fight and at the end of that conversation and say, you know, we're still brothers, though? You know, right. that's the key. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. So nice to Vanessa, see you. Vanessa, yay. Good to see you. Hey, Vanessa. Hi. Aww. How are you doing? What's been going on? Oh, goodness. Where do I begin? Start. <laughs> well, I'm just happy to be in your presence again. The first time in a long time. You know, I've, I have to say that I've had a couple seasons, maybe two or three years of just like Job seasons, testing and faith. And uh, <clears throat> but God is so good. You know, uh, things are really coming to fruition right now. Uh, if I can say anything is that, you know, God, no matter what we're going through, is that he tests us in the midst of struggle and, and it's, it's all to buffer us and to, to come out righteous and, and better on the other side. And that has been my testimony this season. I, I lost my grandmother in the midst of all of this pain. And, you know, I thought I would become unhinged, but I actually made me feel so much more close to heaven. I, uh, I don't know, it was this ominous feeling. Uh, it's my first real death that, that was really significant to me. And what it did was just catapult me into this place of, um, you know, just really questioning my mortality, you know, my walk with Christ is my oil lamp ready. And um, all the stuff that God has been showing me through dreams and visions in my family regarding my grandmother's death and and everything that's happened this season. um, I believe that Christ is coming so soon that we don't even know it's coming. I've never felt so close. Again, I feel like we're on the cusp of eternity and I could write a book about everything that's happened the last season, but really good things are happening, you know, music and, and art and, um, and TV and film and it would make it all about me, but that's, if you have any questions, I'll just leave it at that, at that, you know. Hmm. Very cool. There's awesome. A, there's a song yeah. that you're going to be, uh, that you've been working on too, that. Yes. I've been mean, uh, not to put not to put you on the spot. But, no, I know. I'm glad you asked because I didn't want yeah. you guys to think that I neglected it. Um, but Greg, yeah. cue the music. Just yeah, kidding. no, music's, music. music's an interesting thing. You know, it takes a lot longer than than you think. Uh, you know, I, it actually made me realize how blessed I was in the past, the last decade and a half, where I was 
um, singing and, and making music as my producer where I didn't have to pay for anything. And, and I was so blessed that you, Brother Bob, and your ministry donated. And so I realized the value of what it is to your uh, your, your time in the studio. And, and I'm like, goodness, this is the first time I actually have to really focus on my time and make it worthwhile. And so the song is pretty much complete. I would say it's like, if I have to be really honest, it's about 50 cent, 50% complete. The The backing track is finished. I did the the lead vocals um i found an amazing producer here literally minutes away from my house i just walked there and uh so we laid down the tracks of amazing grace a few months ago and he said i'm moving studios so i need a couple months it's been a couple months so i reached out to him haven't heard back so if you can remember to pray um i'm just waiting on the producer and then the song's going to be beautiful i really do believe it's going to be nice so yeah Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Great. Good stuff. And then from there, it's, it's, and it's not just that, you know, I mean, through this whole process, um, it's not just amazing grace. I think that it's going to be the pivotal moment of, you know, just kind of, you know, really bringing people back to theologically sound doctrine when it comes to worship. But um, God has brought me to so many hymns. And so, you know, the whole point is to do an entire hymn record. I have a whole studio now, thanks to brother Bob. I have a whole, uh, you know, resources now where I can, after the song is out, that I can start focusing in between music and art and stuff to, to do an entire hymn record where I think my, my whole hope and goal is to bridge the gap between generations, you know, because with the whole mega thing and the hill songs and those false preaching churches where elderly people cannot relate and a lot of young people just don't really care for hymns. So I want to take um, this music and this blessing and the, and, you know, and the, and the funds and turn it into a, a record where the generations will come together and, you know, we can, we can all worship in unison. Amen. 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 Brother Bob, how was your, uh, how was your trip last week? I don't know. You don't have to go into it too, you know, too in detail, but. First of all, can you guys hear me? All right. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Sound better now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had technical difficulties coming on. Uh, my other computer here, the uh, on and off button just quit working. Brand new computer. <laughs> so I had to switch everything over. So my mic is running to a different computer now, and I guess it's not set up for it, whatever. So if you can hear me all right, great. But uh, the trip was great, well needed. I just went to a cabin with my family for a few days. And uh, like I said, I wanted to join the show, but I knew there was not going to be a good signal and like I said earlier, my son it was so bad that my son even took the router downstairs. He kept it in his kept it in his room downstairs next to his bed just so he can get a signal. So yeah. So it was like that. But it was a great trip. Uh, fairly very inexpensive trip, real nice. Just you know, I just want to get away and just nice and peaceful. And you know, I tell you what, it's nice going to a place like that when you're away from your normal home and you're going to praise and worship at that point. And you take a look at the scenery around you. I was surrounded by woods, a lot of croaking frogs. You know, it was just beautiful. And uh, completely new dynamic. When you, you put your headphones on, you're listening to the praise and worship music. And, you know, and I just kept having a recurring vision over and over again, the rapture resurrection. Mm-hmm. And it's always, when we get caught up, The uh, what's going to happen is, is when it happens, the reality of it, when it hits you, will hit you twice. When you're heading up, the reality is going to hit you. It's going to hit you like a freight train. 
And it's going to be so incredible because you're going to be like, it's really happening. It's really happening. Yeah. And then, then you go, you go through that. And then once you get up above the clouds, I always see like this, you know, it's like it's coming up out of the water type thing. And you see a sea <laughs> of people and it's not like bright light. I mean, it's really dimmed down. We can see all the people. And I looked every direction. You could, it's just like being in the middle of an ocean. It's as far as you can see, there's no walls, but in the distance is a bright light in the distance. And, and it's just, you know who that is. That's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I keep going through it over and over and over and over again. So, yeah, that'll be the second point when the reality hits you. <laughs> you know, then, you know, it's going to be absolutely incredible. I know we're all looking forward to it. And I, I put out a video this week talking about the fig tree generation and how it aligns with the um, Shemitah cycle that we're heading into. And a lot of really good stuff there the Lord showed me about it that just confirms once again that this upcoming seven-year cycle looks very promising to be the seven-tribulation period. Very promising. I didn't have to mention everything happening in the Middle East right now. And seeing how uh, our beloved President Biden is trying to start a war by fumbling through his words and stuff like that. Can you imagine that? That going down the history books that World War Three started with an old man going, oh, well, only he shouldn't be there. He shouldn't. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but given this day and age, I could see that happening. It's just going to, the time is almost up. I really do believe that this is going to be the year. So, um, Vanessa, you need to get that song done. Um, I have a dream. It's so timely. It's so timely. I keep hearing yeah. Amazing Grace ever since that. For, for a year, ever since you guys, you know, we decided on that song, I mm-hmm. hear it after my grandmother's death. I keep hearing that song over and over and over again. God keeps telling me amazing grace. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and he's telling me amazing grace. He's telling me to finish that song and I want to finish it. I, I need prayer. I mean, I need all the prayer I can get for these people to get themselves together because I'm ready, you know. Um, did I ever send you a dream that one of my subscribers had about you? No. Well, it's on our website. I should probably try to pull it up. But they post it on our website. And basically, you're on a stage. It's a rapture dream. You're on a stage singing Amazing Grace, that song. And while you're on the stage, these red, like velvet, uh, long curtain things start swirling down. What? And they're coming down. And then the light room just fills up with light. You know, and that's the end of the dream. So what our sister Leora, if you remember, had a dream about me last week where I was singing on a stage. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Yes. OK. Well, you know, so, what? are you excited? Just, I'm excited. Yeah, yes. you're excited. Right. Let's <laughs> get in that recording studio. New, I'm doing a whole new take on it. You know, that I want to bridge the gap between the generations and, uh, you know, it's going to be like. 70s meets him and i'm i'm so excited wow you just thank you brother wow that was an amazing thank you jesus for that uh confirmation and that inspiration to just get it done Mm -hmm. i believe the interpretation of that dream is one it's a rapture resurrection type song when when it comes out right around the time the song comes and it hits its height will be around the rapture resurrection and the fact that jesus christ the holy spirit's all over it i mean it's come the, the things are coming down from heaven. Oh, oh, I believe it. I'm, I'm down. 
I've so, never heard so many dreams and visions of mm -hmm. it's coming soon. And now you have secular people in this administration saying, I don't think we have another 12 years on this earth. And hmm. for them to say that is an understatement because I don't think we have another three. But, you know, I, I right. yes. So it's definitely timely. It's time to get this out. And uh, wow, that is really. You know, they said that. And um, by the way, they said that in 2019, which I thought was really interesting. Um and that they they said that then in 2031 being 12 years later and that was like right when pretty much right when bob's book came out right i mean the the road to 2024 oh, um, wow. so i mean yeah i mean but bob, bob did a video today and i st i like i said i only watched a part of it these but I, i'm intrigued because the first part was like did we get it wrong? And I'm just like, <laughs> did we, you know? And so I'm, I'm trying, I don't know the answer to that yet, but Bob said he was going to tell me the answer in there. Um, I, I'm being a little facetious, but at the same time, there there are definitely a lot of things that are lining up right now. Oh, yeah. um, just look at this week uh, and you start seeing more disclosure about things coming out regarding what we've been through for the last two and a half years in the Washington mm -hmm. Times and other things like that. And so, yeah, things are, are, are definitely heating up. You see like the, the, you know, the drums of war beating all over the place here and no one's really kind of tamping them down. As a matter of fact, this last week, this last, well, shall I say, Greg, gaff ridden week, uh, was, was quite something to watch. I mean, it was just like, you know, you put your, your, your trust and your votes into this. To, to this guy, not to say that maybe any of us voted for him, but but he he they said he was the winner. Uh, so now you yeah. got this guy who's saying all these things that you're like cringing every day, going, "Wait a minute, no. don't say that. That's not good. All that's going to do is just you know get worse and worse and worse." And it's like this guy's got to be taken out of power when you guys are there and you see these tanks roll up, and it's like, "Wait a minute here, uh, you know those." things that he says and then they got to walk it back and then they're like hey what do you think about you walking it back it's like i'm not walking back anything it's like well wait a minute here now we're really confused so it's just this sense of confusion of just like pushing the the pedal down for war and it just it's disturbing to watch but at the same time we also know that these things must come to pass that jesus said you're going to hear about wars you're going to hear about rumors of wars, mm -hmm. but that's not the end. And do not worry about it. You know, that's why we're, that's why we're still here. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, why why, that's, that's why we're here. So we these are just the beginning of sorrows. Bring yeah. people, yeah. you know, get people, wake people up and yeah. get, get them to, you know, give Jesus Christ a chance because it's easier to wake people up these days. Perfect yeah. technology yeah. to wake people up. You know, it's interesting yeah. because, you know, you have people who have lived, their entire lives waiting for the return of Christ and mm -hmm. um, John Boucher being one of them. And my dad, people in my, my, my dad's side of the family. And when I got saved, um, I had the sense of urgency, right? But, well, I never thought even in my lifetime that I would ever experience what is happening now that this dominant, this domino effect. You know, when I first got saved, I, I started hearing that the birth pains are going to be like a, a rapid succession of, you know, Christ's soon return. And when I got saved, he said, wake up, Vanessa, the king is coming soon. And the words that he used that stuck to me were, wake up, Vanessa, wake up, you know? And uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I really, I've never felt so close. I don't know if you've ever had these moments where 
you're just kind of like in the middle of a, a dream where you wake up and suddenly you just feel like you're on the cusp of eternity. You just feel like you're in the presence of God and suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, I have to get my oil lamp ready. Are you coming tonight? I mean, the, I've had moments mm-hmm. where I'm like, my goodness, it feels so close. Right. You don't even plan for it tomorrow. You know, I think about things I got to do tomorrow. And I'm like, man, that's going on. I don't want to do that. I don't want to deal with that. What if this happens? Then, you know, the Lord always says, but what if I come back tonight, Bob? Yeah, I won't have to deal with it. It always helps me go right to sleep, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, basically, we got a. We got a really, really, really weak leader in the White House. I'll be honest with you. I've, I've left things in the toilet that can lead this country better than Biden can. Okay. Let's put it this way, Bob. When, when you have more gaffes in one week than your vice president did in like a month, you know you're in trouble because that woman is really gaff prone. It's all. And it's, it's not like this. Not like it's new for Biden either. I mean, this guy's been yeah. doing this for 40, 50 years. Yeah, well, he's been all, making these gaps all the time. This is all theater. We're, yeah. we're watching. One order has never been so close. I actually think poor guy. They, they knew exactly who they were getting into, who they were dealing with. They were like, "Well, we, we're going to push the BLM agenda. We're going to bring this one world order, and we're going to use a puppet who we can just push our agenda." Because every single time, if you've seen in any kind of debate or you know announcement or inauguration, they'll they'll introduce. Uh, President Biden as either Kamala Harris or Barack Obama, they slip every time. There's always a Freudian slip of who the president actually is, who's actually pulling the puppet strings, right? Who so he knows who's behind this. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on, man. I mean, this guy. Uh, oh, man. Come on, Greg. <laughs> Where? Come on, man. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, he I mean, got a. Yeah, so we're all watching this happen right in front of our very eyes, and we're seeing, you know, the setup for, you know, just ultimate destruction coming down the road when they're when they say peace and safety, peace and safety. which, by the way, they're saying a lot. I don't know if you guys saw this oh, week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had a gigantic conference right with Israel and many nations, and they said peace and safety like twenty-seven times in like one yeah. speech. Right. It was pretty amazing. Uh, they're with a two-state solution living side by side in peace and security as if that's really possible but they still have this delusion that it can happen they want to divide god's land i mean this is uh this is this is coming to a head here very quickly i think well now i have a question for you all do you so now whenever uh the left the radical god-hating left is advocating for something or advocating against something my red flags always fly up (laughs) There's yeah. this hatred towards Russia and doing my right, my research and talking to other Christians and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm looking back on when Trump was in office and then, he, you know, they always the fact that he was diplomatic towards him and didn't create a war. That means that he was colluding with them. He's right? a Russian agent. Yeah. Is what so if you're going to if you're going to like cre- create peace between another um, country, that's apparently collusion. But right. now that this fool mm-hmm. is cloud in office, you know, everything falls apart. And I'm just wondering Oh shoot! I lost my train of thought. Where was I going? What was the whole point of this? <laughs> I think <laughs> you're, all the time. I do this all the time. I come on air and I have all these thoughts in my head, and I totally thought forgot what I was thinking about. It'll come back to you. It'll come back to you. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me jog your memory. Um, over the last <laughs> two years, we got hit with a sickness that was a scandemic that destroyed our economy, got rid of all the small businesses, <laughs> and you know that wasn't good enough to really destroy our economy completely. So what did they do? Well, let's try doing war. 
So now we're doing war. And if that don't work out, I'm sure the next thing they're going to do is just the climate. It's a climate emergency. Yeah. You did refresh yeah. my memory. You did refresh Good. my memory. That, that's what I was going to say is, I, you know, everyone is blasting Putin and Russia and all this stuff. And I'm sitting here going, OK, so so you, you have all these actors coming out of Hollywood and, and Bono and all these, you know, ridiculous like uh, what are they called? Cry babies. It's really fun. Uh, they're, they're called you know, cry, cry bullies. They call them cry bullies. And <laughs> it's the people out of Hollywood thinking that they can somehow end World War Three by sending poems to to Russia. Right. And so, I saw that one, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's so interesting. I'm sitting here like looking back and looking at the left and the right and all that, this stuff. And uh, now they're punishing the Russians. They're taking their Netflix accounts away and their Twitter as if Putin is like on his knees, you know, in despair going, oh, God, give me my Netflix account back. You know, there's World War Three about to happen. And the musicians. They're taking yeah. them out of the Olympics. The musicians, the cats. What about cats? Yeah. And so I'm going, you know, there must be something. Then I start hearing about like these bio labs in Ukraine, oh, yeah. like 30 or 20 or 30 bio labs. And so I just want to know what your input on this because I haven't done much research but there's something shady going on behind the scenes where I don't believe Putin, although it's terrible to bomb innocent people, obviously, but that's just, that's just war. Okay. But you know, I, I'm wondering if there's something um, that's not as sinister as we, as, as the media is trying to push. Of course there is. There is. There's a lot of things that there's, there's, uh, there's reports that, um, and I don't know how accurate these are, but that the, uh, when the Russians went in there, they went into Chernobyl, and you know Chernobyl was where they had the uh, nuclear, an accident of some sort. This is what this report said. This guy said he didn't know if it was a, a nuclear disaster, the, the, the way they painted it. But they went in there, and uh, they went down below the nuclear reactors in Chernobyl. They went four, they went four floors down, and they found uh, thousands and thousands of kids down there. They were being held. Uh, and uh, it, it, this has an awful lot to do with child trafficking. Mm. It has a lot to do with um, pedophilia. It has a lot to do with a lot of things that the mainstream media is not going to touch. And mm. they make this Zelensky guy out to be Jesus Christ. And he is not anywhere near that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know how much. I don't know how much of this stuff to believe. But I've been, this is from alternative news sources because yeah, I, I don't. I don't watch and, and believe these other ones anymore. Oh, it's a but joke. They said they said some of the. Say, they said some of the uh, proof that they have is just you couldn't show it. It was so horrible what they were finding down there. These kids were in chains and they, and it just it's. They're they're stealing babies from you know the women are having babies in the Ukraine and they're stealing them out of their you know before they even have a chance you know they they say the the baby died in birth and they're taking them and there's it, just I mean the evil is is way beyond it's it's off the charts. I was well, here's here's part of the problem too, Vanessa, <laughs> is that like you're right the the left really like jumped on the bandwagon here but they've been on this russia 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 thing for years and years and years so they're always going to be the bad guy right and then in this case we we know that i mean we saw biden talk about the the prosecutor in the barisma issues and his son and all those things so we know that shady things are going on with ukraine they actually impeached trump over a perfect phone call is what Trump would say. 
But, I mean, so all this has been, like, brewing, right? And so now you get these two nations that are, are fighting each other. And now you really, the left has problems with this because, I mean, Zelensky is the one who's, like, banning left-wing parties. He banned, like, 12 of them. I think 11 of them were left-wing. Even one of them is, like, the left-wing progressives. I think that's, like, the name of the party. And so it, you've got the, – the left is, like, kind of – they don't know what to do with this because at the same time they want Zelensky to, like, be this great guy, but then mm-hmm. he's banning all the – communist, socialist, leftist parties, and then they don't want to talk about that, so they just ignore it. And then there's other horrors that, like what you're talking about, um, Robert, and other things that are even worse than that, like, you know, having a military guy saying that, you know, what we do to these Russian soldiers, I'm not even going to repeat it here. And then you had to kind of, like, walk it back. I don't know if you saw that, but that's, like, that. I mean, like, there's atrocities going on on both sides over there right now. Mm-hmm. And it, it's war and it's it's never going to be good. But when you turn it into like something that where we could get involved with as as the United States, do we I mean, then you're talking mm-hmm. about regime change in Russia and stuff. I mean, we've already been through a lot of that over the last 20 to 30 to 40 years about yeah. regime yeah. changes and how well that works out. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, just as Americans, we just got to be careful about like what who we're rooting for and what we're rooting for. Well, right? you know, you bring up a good point because some, at this point you said 30, 20, 30, 40 years, but now what makes us think that this is the time period now? Right. Right. What makes us think that this is the time period in which we're all waiting for? I actually went over this with uh, brother John Boucher just the other day. And he said, well, I mean, it's just cool, too coincidental not to be the time period that we should be all be waiting for the rapture, waiting for the time of, of the end. And, Jesus coming back. Why not? Well, back, back uh, in the 80s, right, obviously it was something dealing with, um, uh, you know, the uh, generation of being 40 years right. in Scripture. I mean, right? wasn't That's there like in the 80s, that was like the 88 reasons why the rapture must happen in 1988? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was back then that we, we kind of were under the assumption, at least most, most of the major theologians were under the assumption, okay, uh, uh, you know, big, biblical generation is 40 years mm-hmm. but right. we've found otherwise recently right in our studies that uh, it goes right to psalm ninety ten, right right yeah it's 70 years 80th by strength right and right. look at all that's, the stuff that's, that's happening right now where we are in terms of the shemitah that you've been talking about mm-hmm. bob and uh, mm-hmm. look at in terms of where we are in terms of the parable of the fig tree generation found in matthew 24 so we, all these things kind of come to, together and we start saying to ourselves, well, wait a minute, this is too coincidental right? not to be and, in time. And on top of that, uh, think about this way, too. You got the fig tree generation coming to an end in the next, several, next uh, seven years. But you also have, of course, like I said before, the Shemitah cycle, the 11th cycle is, represents chaos, unrepentance, judgment, disorder. And then, of course, you have now you got the, the global elite calling for a global a global reset not Mm -hmm. a country reset not a a providence reset a global reset and guess what they did for the last two years they did a global virus it gave them global control you know and it just keeps on going they're not even discreet anymore they're saying the words the global that's that's the key right Mm -hmm. they're not like it's not a secret i mean they, they actually say it sometimes it slips out even more so than maybe than what they even want, but it's pretty much just like right there in front of your face. Mm-hmm. In addition it. to that, I mean, 
we have like Israel's never been closer to a lot of their their you know so-called enemies. I mean, th- these guys are now forming normalization. It's getting closer to peace. I mean, I would say that like the the Daniel nine twenty seven strengthening covenant with many, it's closer today than it's ever been. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Amen. So it has to be happening soon. I mean, if if we're talking about the parable of the fig tree generation found in Matthew twenty four, uh, we've pretty much come to a conclusion that by by June of this year, um, there has to be st- something has to start brewing. Something has to start moving there. Um, mm-hmm. Now, that's if we're going by that specifically, um, a lot of people are going by the parable of the fig tree generation. And again, I look at it and I say, you know, all right, I'm looking at it in a conservative way. It could be. It might not be. At the same time, right. I'm still going to pray. I'm going to believe that by faith, what we're talking about, what we read in scripture is going to happen and it's going to happen soon. But uh, we're not going to put a date on it specifically. At least I'm not. Um, you know, there's going to be some <laughs> other people that may do that. Yeah, I, you know, listen again, like, like I said, we're not a denomination here. We're not all on, you know, on the same page in terms of, okay, well, we think that this might actually happen on this particular day. We're, we're not really, uh, you know, going in that direction. Um, but listen, we're all we're all watchmen, watchwomen here. And that that's something that we're doing, and that's something that we are looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, right? Amen. You know, um, I have something interesting to share with you guys. I don't know if I shared this. Well, it wasn't last week or a week before, but I think I was talked to John Boucher about this last week, though. Um, the remember I put that video out about the solar cycles, where yeah. this upcoming seven year period, right at the middle midpoint of this seven year period coming up. Um, 2025, 2026, 2027, uh, the solar the solar cycle will be at solar maximum, which is when the sun is the most deadliest. Okay, it sends out the most uh, solar flares, which is you know, heading towards the Earth, which will fulfill a lot of the things that the Bible talks about that aligns with the four trumpets and stuff like that. But here's the thing. I told John, and I, and I went and I went forward, and I started looking at solar cycles and lining up the Shemitahs down the road, you know, 15, 20 years down the road. And you know what? We don't uh, – there, there is no other alignment like this going to take place for another 20 years mm-hmm. where the solar cycle be right in the middle of the seven-year period. So that's not going to happen again until like 20 – I think it was 20, 2046. Jeez. That's when it's going to happen again. So do you think we got 20 years left, brother, sister, all you listen? Do you think we have 20 years left to go to, to reach that point again? You know, I made a, um, I said in that video today that what if this fig tree generation doesn't work out? Okay, what if Jesus does not return, seven tribulation does not happen, and the fig tree generation turns 81 years old? What's God going to do? Just destroy Israel all over again, shut them down for a while, then rebirth them again, and do it all over again. Why would there be an Why would there be an increase in dreams and visions right in this? Mm-hmm. We were, we were living in unprecedented times, and why would it be after my grandmother? Just by personal experience, just in my own life, I know by the things that the Lord have said to me and the dreams and visions after my grandmother's passing that he we we don't have much time on this earth. You know, God can speak in so many ways, and if you look at on YouTube people all around the earth are having dreams and visions about, first of all, 
Trump coming back in office, um, the, this administration being exposed, and Jesus coming back so soon. I mean, dreams and rapture dream, uh, visions are coming all around the world. Why would it be now? Just so we could wait another 10 years for it to come to pass? I really believe that God is giving us an increase because it's the domino effect. That's It's the rapid succession, birth pain uh, prophecy that God warned us about. I mean, years ago, I was, I was always thinking like... You know, something's going to have to happen that's pretty big to, like, change this world in a way that's that's profound in order to, like, really get ready for this rapture. And I got to say, I mean, these last two years have been nothing like this world had ever experienced. And, I mean, maybe it did back, like, when Nimrod was, was ruling. <laughs> but, I mean, you're talking Nimrod. about the entire world coming together under one banner of deception and just like destroying things. And it's just, and it just has continued. And the other thing too, is like the, the foundations and the econ- the economies of this world in each of these countries are so flimsy right now. They're, they are just like paper thin. There's like nothing that is backing any of those things. And it could just all crumble like a house of cards very, very easily one day. And I, and I just look at the the way that the world's kind of just gone in the last, you know, few years. And I got to say that something big did happen here and that and that this world is looking for a, a messiah, a savior to like stop the madness kind of thing. So I mean the world's getting really primed and ready for the antichrist probably more so than than ever before. So uh, yeah, it's Greg. I I, I agree that it's, it's. Is it possible that right now it's like okay, twenty years ago people are like it can't last another twenty years. Well, it did. Are we at the same point right now where it's like it can't last another twenty years, but it will? And I. But the difference is, is I think that things are lined up so much closer today than they were even twenty years ago that there's not many pieces that still need to come together in order for you know, it to be like just right there and we know it's it's like about right. to happen. I mean, we're on the cusp of nuclear war in some respects. People will say, okay, yeah, but we were back in the 60s. I mean, I'm sure, Mr. Hagen, you remember the Bay of Pigs very well. Um, but I'm not I was saying, there. You, yeah. I'm saying you probably do. Uh, <laughs> my parents do. They were like, that was a rough time, that that was not fun to live through and that it was scary. But now it's like, it seems like we're just right on that cusp as well. Listen, even in the Jesus movement, when there was like the rise of sexual sin, this, the transition between the sixties and seventies and, mm-hmm. and the flower movement and even the Jesus movement, even they were not experiencing what we're experiencing now, even no. then define what a man and a woman was. Sure. So even back when there was like sexual just explosion and everyone was, you know, trying to be free and, and taking God out of everything, um, they were not experiencing what we're experiencing now. So, you know, those people in the Jesus movement going, oh, Jesus is coming soon. Well, yeah, uh, sooner than they thought. <laughs> but it wasn't, uh, you know, from going through part of that, it, it really wasn't. Uh, people weren't really talking about him coming back soon. You know, to be honest with you, it, it was. Um, well, the distraction, I'm sure. Yeah, that's a good know, point, Vanessa. And, and they were not. um you know, as far as the dreams and visions that are going on right now, you know, I, I, I agree with you that there's a lot more of them going on. There's a lot more people that are um, 
experiencing, you know, it's just the, I'm trying to say is that the the whole idea is that we we really need to be ready to give an answer. It talks in Peter, you know, that we need to to be ready to give an answer to people that are looking mm-hmm. for the tr- answers, the truth, First Peter for the 3. hope for the hope that lieth within us, is what yeah. the word says. Yeah. We got to be ready in season, out of season. Yeah. Is this the first time ever that you heard a Supreme Court nominee not be able to to define what a woman is? I mean, this, this is the world that we're living in right now, right? Well, it's interesting. It's it's it's, it's interesting. And I've been listening to the Daily Wire a lot, and I love it because now for the first time ever, uh, Matt Walsh, um, he, he's like the hero now. I'd say going into the lion's lion's den of this uh, woke culture, and he spent the last year going around the entire world. Um, asking people what a woman was, and not a single person could even define the term. No mm. one could say what a woman was. And so this woman, this judge, who wants to come up here and, you know, she, she's a black woman. And you would think with the Black Lives Matter and this whole feminist movement, that those would be the two things that you would be able to define. So a black woman cannot even define what a woman is. What's strange, though, the most strange and like ironic thing about it is that Joe Biden said that I'm going to nominate a black woman. And so, higher, which is the most racist thing that you could ever imagine. It's like he called it out like <laughs> she could have said me. I'm the black woman that Joe Biden talked about. You know, I mean, there's could have been yeah. so many different answers, except that, you know, uh, I'm not a biologist. And you know what the funny, ironic thing about even that answer is that those people don't believe in biology in order to determine it. They, they believe no. in what you feel that day. Yeah, I, I love the answer. Well, I, I, you know, I'm not a vet, but I know what a dog is. I know what a dog is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you look at just getting everything, everybody ready for the weirdness that we're heading into for the seven-year tribulation period. You know why? Because you're going to have these guys come down here, fallen angels, Nephilim, are walking the earth. And I tell you what, there's been plenty of visions and dreams and people near-death experiences. They went down to hell. And you see these creatures, you don't know if they're male or female. They're just disgusting looking. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're going to be when they come down here. They're getting things ready for them because you can't tell whether or not they're male or female. And everybody has to be accepting of them. And that's a good way to train everybody to get away from that mindset, male or female, and just accept this being as your neighbor or this being as your teacher. Okay. Yeah. That's what they're getting re- us ready for. They're right just now. fulfilling every single thing that the Bible said that they would. And so that that's another reason why, Greg, it's just like even more so today than it was 20 years ago or 10 years ago, even five years ago. They're fulfilling all of these things and they're showing themselves to be, um, you know, unrighteous and just unrepentant and absolutely yeah. out there and completely deceived. Yeah. And you can see that they're just like, they don't, they're not willing to understand the truth. They're trying to project their, you know, you heard about, this is my truth. I mean, there is truth though. And that is Jesus. And Jesus said that God created them male and female. Didn't he not? Amen. So, so and they go against everything that he said. Amen. And they well, and they and they twist it and they turn it into well, something. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and then when the and then when the midterms come around, they get they they take on the narrative of the opposing side. So they hate right. everything Trump does. And suddenly, when they realize their policies suck, that all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, fund the police! Oh, let's take on everything that Trump." Did. Yeah, we never said that he fund the police. Exactly, and you know what? Yeah. This whole thing that, was, that was the Republic. <laughs> What you talking about, Willis? 
<laughs> and they said it was the Republicans who said that. Come exactly. On, huh? And you know what? I was changing my little baby nephew's diaper the other day, and God gave me just a tantalizing glimpse of the pain in his heart about what is happening with the bloodshed of all the children. I just started changing my little baby nephew's diaper, and I just saw his little face and his little six teeth that he has, his little chubby legs, and he's just laughing. And I just I just burst into tears. I could not. I, I had a glimpse of these pedophiles who are raping these little tiny babies. I can't even imagine. And that woman comes on the the the, the Supreme yeah. Court and she talks yeah. about how she's going to let these pedophiles run free. I mean, this is the days of Noah. We are literally living in the days of Noah, the ch- child sacrifice and and everything that is wicked and evil. And I can. Oh yeah, disgusting. You know, I think you know, Bob. I think Bob. I think you hit it. Excuse me for real quick. I think you yeah, go kind ahead. of hit one one point you made there just a couple of minutes ago. Before Vanessa spoke up, was uh, to get to get the minds of to get the minds of the people conditioned for this, so it's it's not so much of a shock. You know, I mean, when you yeah. have yeah, yeah you, I know. You, you become you're like become this. a zombie. And then in earlier, uh, Kevin was saying something using, I think he, he brought up Nimrod. And that's kind of how I look at Fauci, is Nimrod. He's Nimrod. You know. Um, yeah. Well, that, that, yeah, he's, he is a Nimrod. I can tell you that. You know, I like what you said there earlier, Kevin. You know, what's, um, you said something about the uh, what's happening all around the world that's pointing towards this time. You said something, I was going to comment on it. And, I'll, and my answer to that was, what... Basically, the question is, what is happening right now that says, hey, the rapture is about to happen. Hey, the tribulation, things are different now than they have been ever in the history of mankind. And what's happening right now, the heavens are crying out right now Mm -hmm. that the tribulation is about to begin. We just went through seven years of, actually, it was seven years of feast from 2015 to 2022. It, Mm -hmm. It was a prosperous time. Okay, we had Trump in there. All right, it, it, it worked its way up, and now it's working its way back down. Sure. But that's what happened at the time with Joseph. It just didn't become prosperous mm-hmm. on the first day. It worked its way up, and then it's worked its way down. Yes. And that was a prosperous time to get the food together. But now we're going to the next seven years. Famine. And, of course, we're hearing a lot of that narrative going around right now. Oh, and yeah. it just so happens that the last, this past seven years, we've had the record, we had a record amount of heavenly signs take place not just mm. not just revelation 12 sign but a truckload of of uh, blood moons and uh, four eclipses right. two bethlehem stars and then on top of that on the earth the earth is crying out because now all the volcanoes for the most part are exploding around the earth and all the earthquakes are going crazy so now the earth itself is crying out and then you have the activities of man like Vanessa, you're saying we're in the days of Noah now. We're in mm-hmm. the days of Lot, as yeah. Jesus said, would be. That's how it's going to be when he comes back. That's mm-hmm. how it's going to be when the rapture takes place. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have all three of those things happening simultaneously at the same time. Yeah, that's that's what's crying that? out right now. Did you hear about that this week, Bob? About food shortages are coming. That oh it's, yeah, it's, it's like mm-hmm. it's going to happen. We are Never. going to have food shortages here. Never in America. Listen, my grandparents right. lived during the war. My grandfather escaped Czech Republic, lining up in, but to, to to come to a place where he would not have to experience communism. You know, having to he was a he was a guard in the Czech. He was a he was in the Czech army, right? And so he had Hitler 
around the time it wasn't it wasn't Hitler. I think it was the Russians were invading around that time during World War Two. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they his sister, he came and escaped here only to come to a country where his <laughs> his his liberal woke grandchildren are advocating for socialism, something that he escaped from. You know, and, and my, my great aunt coming here, you know, from experiencing breadlines and, and not even understanding what this, the abundance we have here. And suddenly now in this generation, I never thought that I would ever experience what my grandparents had to go through during the war. I cannot even believe it. It, it brings tears to my eyes that my grandfather came to a country that we are going to experience the exact same thing. It is happening. But we have mm-hmm. to, to, to not, you know, take heart because... It's exciting in the same breath that this just means that we are so much closer to the return of Christ. I just, I can't wait. I'm like it's kind of a slow boil, though. You know, it's like you, we can see this thing happening. We can feel it. It is a like slow boil. That's yeah, a good point. it. Boil. Really is. It is a slow boil for sure. It's a slow boil. World War Three. Yeah. World War Three. Do you think the Rapture Resurrection is a good time to take place around World War Three? World War Three is a great time. For the rapture resurrection. World War Three is a great time to usher in the beast system. Sure. I mean, after all, they did say that in the Albert Pike's letters that the World War Three will usher in the beast system. Well, it'll, is World War Three a, the beast? I mean, is World War Three right. the uh, tribulation? You know, yeah. I mean, that, right. that must be it. I mean, three is a very significant number. You know, well, and, after a war happens, you got to build back better, don't you? I mean, that's really, yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah, that's the thing about you, like Ukraine right now. I I believe, you know, all the stuff happened with Ukraine, you know, that, that, that really got my attention. First of all, that the war broke out in Ukraine and World War Three is, is supposedly starting to break out in Ukraine. But the other fact, the fact is that Trump made a simple phone call to Zelensky. And almost got him impeached, like you said, Kevin. Yeah, what's the connection? Is is Ukraine supposed to be ground zero for World War Three? Does everybody know that? And the fact that you were talking about Bob that uh, they found all those children underneath those nuclear reactors in those areas and stuff like that—I don't think they're making that up. I mean, who makes stuff up? Who makes up stuff like that? Why would you make that up? Yeah, there's no benefit. Nobody doing something like that. So obviously that's true. I can it's tell that's true. Child you know? and stuff like that is out of the question for for all these oligarchs and so forth. We know mm-hmm. that these that these things, especially like like when when that PizzaGate thing happened, everyone's like, "Oh, PizzaGate, yeah, that's a total you know that's conspiracy theories and this and that." Well, yesterday's conspiracy theories becomes today's truth. So yeah, as they say, the the, the difference between uh, uh, conspiracy. Conspiracy theory and the truth. Six is months? Like six to nine months, yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. That's true. Yeah. Well, the, the, they who are saying that are, are pretty astute because we are watching those conspiracy theories of yesterday become front page news. The things that you weren't allowed to talk about six months ago or nine months ago or two years ago now are fact and are, are like, oh, remember that laptop? No one was supposed to. No, you can't talk about the laptop. Yeah. Well, guess what? Now you can talk about the laptop yeah. because it's true. And we don't so, have to convince no. many people anymore, do we? We don't have to. No. Do much yeah, yeah, exactly. Anymore. They did their oh, work, great. right? Now the retractions on page two hundred and fifty-three. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, <laughs> no, but this administration's great. It was a blessing. The, the 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 world needed to see this. The Lord allowed it. He's 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 ordained everything. The world needed to see the, the, the destruction. Yeah, and there's yeah. more people that are there's more people right now, I believe, that are taking note and. 
what they're doing is they're realizing that they need to find answers. Yeah. And the answer is it's the government. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. no. We're talking about build, build back better. Taking solace, you know, um, you know, questioning their mortality for sure. Well, even yeah. like even those people are like, hey, let's vote these people in so I can have all my student debt, uh, you know, erased. And then these people are like, no, we're not going to do that for you. I mean, even those people are like, that's that's why the approval rating is going down so much because not only is he losing the approval from people like us who are like we wouldn't want that stuff in the first place and whatever like all these things that you're doing are awful but the other people are like and that's what aoc warned which is like you're losing the younger generation because you promised all these things that you're not delivering on what about free medicare for all you know what about uh you know just to Canceling student debt and all that stuff. You guys aren't even doing that either. So who's actually liking you anymore? I love how that 32-year-old spoiled brat is running the White House. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. Because everything we're doing, right, is for, like, Like to push the Green New Deal, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't it say in uh, the times of Noah before the flood that every thought in the heart of man was evil continually mm-hmm. isn't there a verse that says that yeah i mean it was uh, it was just um you know the mind god did not did not design our minds to have confusion and to to be uh nests for evil if you will and to you know it, it talks about that in james i brought that up um one point that you know where there's confusion, you know, there's every evil work. There's division and confusion, and the love, of the the love that comes from above is peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated. You know, you know the scripture, um, mm-hmm. Greg, and and it's it's sown in peace by the Prince of Peace. You know, this is not, you know, this is not some type of fantasy hour that we're doing here. This is this is reality. Just, just as much as yeah, you know, yeah. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion. Envying and strife, you know, it's it's. Uh, well, I want to have all this stuff, and if I have all this stuff, I'm going to be happy. No, it's not really true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have all the stuff in the world, and you you can die a millionaire. You're not going to take your millions with you. Mm-hmm. Strife is what 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 the world uh, continues to propagate. I mean, all you have to do is turn on the evening news and what do you hear? Murder. You know I mean? You know, the evening news is not, is not, is not bubble gum. Not exactly a pillar of hope. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not hearing about puppies and flowers on the evening news. Mm-mm. You're hearing about the latest shooting and whatever is going on in Chicago. Well, not only that, they're also driving a narrative toward division. Like they're oh, writing yeah. the story of division while they're reporting things, you know? Sure. So they're actually yeah. actively trying to divide. Mm-hmm. Right. And in, in, the first, in, in the first century church, you know, they, they went, it said that they, they uh, you know, they were continually together and they fellowshiped and they had, they had all things common, not communists. They had all things common. And they wow. they were they were constantly, um, it was a lifestyle, you know, uh, 
being a being a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ is not a religion. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of a father with his children. It's not yeah. it's not some you know some fantasy thing that it's uh, you know it's a crutch. I hate hearing that. People say it's a crutch. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, I'd rather be I'd rather be yoked together with the Lord Jesus Christ yeah. than yoked together with this this screwed up mess of a world that we're in right now. Yeah. Because and don't you, know, you feel being, like like we're a like this peace that we have, like we talked about all these things, right. For the past hour. And yet it's like, we we've, we've risen above that, that we're not mired in it. We can observe it. We can talk about it. We can say, you know, what's going on, but we're also not like in the muck with it. We, yeah. we we're outside of it because yeah. we, mm-hmm. we, we all feel this peace that the Holy spirit gives us this discernment so that we can see these things going on, but that we're not depressed by it. As a matter of fact, it's funny you said that earlier, Vanessa. It's like I'm kind of excited when I see these things because I know it's getting closer. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the mm-hmm. attitude that we have. Is like the more things go bad, that means the sooner our redemption draws near. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. when I, and I think and I think in a lot of ways, Kevin, this is good too because when when we came on tonight, um, before you you joined Greg and I, uh, Greg was praying for me, and. Um, and then you came on and you were talking about how extremely busy you've been and some of the stuff you've been involved in doing. Yet you can you take the time to come on here and and be a part of this. Oh, where you could that, where you, you could on. you know, you could have been like Bob and just like myself and just copped out, you know, and no way. lay down. But <laughs> this or, this or, rejuvenates me. Or, or gone off on a vacation to some place where we couldn't reach you. No, I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I'm just saying that that we're all and, and we're all busy doing stuff, but uh, yet this is something we look forward to. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's sort of like uh, recharging the batteries. When you saw the mood that I was in, when I first joined uh, yeah. beforehand, I was like, Oh, I was talking about work. It's like, uh, uh, uh. And within about two minutes, so after talking to you guys a little bit, I was just, you could, you even mentioned it. You're like, Hey, now you're getting there. And it's like, you know, it's just like talking to you guys, talking about the word. You guys were praying. We came in, we prayed together. I came in and I prayed with you guys. And then the next thing you know, it's like that burden of the world is just like, it just go, you know, just like goes away. And I think that's a lot of reasons why people like coming back every Tuesday to watch us is because it's kind of like this respite from all these things that you hear all the time in the news and stuff like that. And then we get in here and yeah, we talk about the news and we talk about things, but we don't report the way they report. We report it as like, this is what's going on in the world and God is is in control of this. And these are the reasons why these things are happening in order to fulfill his plan. And I think that's you know, the- why do you, if, I said it last time, you know, why do we even marvel that these things are happening right now? Right. Why marvel? I can't believe Why should you get angry? Because last time I checked, my Bible said that this stuff is supposed to happen. Yeah. All these things. And you know what? I guess it's just that the, the reality hits you. You know, when you actually see it happen, when you actually begin to experience it. Now, like I said before. Now, the reality feels different than what we were talking about the stuff maybe two years ago or maybe 10 years ago. You're talking about it with brothers and sisters in the Lord. But now the reality is starting to hit you. You're starting to see it at the pump. You're starting to see the stores and the shelves go empty. 
yeah. the reality starting to hit you. But here's the other thing. We have a new reality coming, don't we? New we have that new reality coming. Like I told you, when we get caught up, when we're traveling through the atmosphere at a high rate of speed, that's a new reality that's going to hit you. And when we all meet up in the sky, that's the new reality for us. And that's a far better reality we have here. Let's face it, guys. The benefit for us in being in the body of Christ is we see all this stuff happening all around us, and we know it's supposed to happen, but the good news is we are just passing through. Mm. <laughs> all right, these guys got to stay here for this demolition derby they got to go through, but yeah. not us. The weird part is that they want to stay here, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it kind of becomes a smack your head type of moment. You know? Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, uh, can I? <laughs> Why? Why would you want to stay here? That's usually what happens when Kevin sees me. Yeah, I mean, oh, Robert Diggins back, man, you know. No, uh, that's not, you know that. No, I'm um, just joking. I know. Uh, but you know what? You're right. Why would you want to stay here? And then like, oh, why would you? You, you believe in the rapture. You, all you want to do is escape. Well, pray that you're worthy to escape all these things that are to come. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who would want to? Why, why do you cheer and look forward to the day of the Lord? Why, why are you happy? No, that is a that is not a good day. You don't want to be in that day. You know, right. you want to be out of here. You want you, you want to be able to experience. I mean, think about Tuesdays. Tuesdays are great here being on here, but after the rapture, I would think that Tuesdays are even going to be much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I do you know that's that's all we do here. You know, like here with, with my reports, with rapture resurrection reports. What do I do? I examine what it looks like down the road. I don't know when the exit point's coming, but I can tell you this, though, seven years down the road, three and a half years down the road, two years down the road, even eight months down the road, those roads don't look good. In fact, it looks like the bridge is out. So I'm not sure when our exit point's going to be. But I can can tell you, everything everything that's ahead of us right now, it's not sustain. It's not. Su- it's not sustainable for us. No, it's not. Not for the body of Christ. It's not sustainable for us here. Okay, I think our time is done here. And you know what? The you know what the people need. You know what this world needs right now is they need one hundred forty four thousand now. Yeah. You know we're in this new age stuff where people are doing all magical things and projecting their spirit and doing all kinds of stuff like that. They need the one hundred forty four thousand now. The one hundred forty four thousand will be able to reach them now. Okay, a supernatural group, you know, doing miracles now is pretty much what the world needs. Yes, we can still save people still with the body of Christ, Mm. but there's a battle coming that I believe is ordained for the 144,000. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. It's a a supernatural time uh, during the tribulation, right? More, way more so than now. So, yeah, it's going to take a little different thing that's going on there. You have two witnesses. People are going to like try to destroy them and they're going to like shoot it back in the same manner in which they try mm-hmm. to get destroyed. I mean, this, these are like amazing things, not to mention like they're killed and then resurrected in front of everybody and then ascend to heaven. And we're talking about like the pit is open and a whole bunch of stuff comes out of it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen during that that period of time that's going to freak people out. Uh, and people are already freaked out now by the littlest thing. Oh, somebody slapped somebody on TV. Oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? You know, yeah, so people are going crazy on all kinds of different things right now. But wait till that happens. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Foxx became a pumpkin, too. He didn't slap him any more than, than I reached through the screen and slapped you, Kevin. <laughs> that, that's so ridiculous. You know, 
that's what they're doing now. You know, they they have to do stuff like that to get people to even talk about that show, <laughs> to talk about those work. Because if you didn't do that, it was staged. I totally believe it was staged. If it was a stage, it was staged. You know why? Because your show sucks. You guys suck. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch you guys. It takes you going up there and punching somebody in the face just to get people talking about your event. That's well, they used to talk about, about, like, hey, this movie was really good, and a lot of people saw it, and it, like, moved some people to, like, you know, feel a certain way. No, it's not like that anymore. I mean, they, they have to do like sideshows in order to make that happen. I want to mention another thing too, Greg, and that is, look, 20 years ago, Russia, Iran, Turkey were not as aligned as they are today. Not anywhere close. Right. So you have to have that alliance that that's talked about in Gog Magog to actually start, you know, really forming and come to, uh, come to fruition. In addition to that, Syria. What about Damascus? Damascus wasn't almost a ruinous heat 20 years ago. But there's not much that's going to take it to become a ruinous heat today. So, I mean, you could, you could have Isaiah 17, 1 fulfilled in a matter of a night very quickly. I mean, Damascus is on the tipping point of becoming a ruinous heat. One, one big bomb there basically does in that country. And sure, it could have happened before. But now you're talking about the outskirts already are destroyed. So, yeah, you know, just more, more, more things that are just closer to that fulfillment, right? We've, Iran, got troops, we've got troops in Syria too. What about yeah. Iran with their nukes? How close yeah, are yeah. they to actually having a nuke and, and Elam actually getting, you know, destroyed in southwestern Iran? Talked about in Jeremiah forty-nine. What if you know? Listen, that we know that Jerusalem is not going to get nuked. We already know that. So something's yeah. going to happen to Iran, yeah. and we do see passages in the Bible that talk about Iran getting hurt multiple times, and ultimately, of course, by God in the Gog Magog War. So yeah. these things are coming to a head, and, and I think that's yeah. what we're all seeing. Is like yeah. and what Bob you said earlier. This is not sustainable for a long period of time. This has to happen, you know, in a, in a shorter window here, even yeah. shorter than it was 20 years ago. And look, look at Israel. Israel, let's face it, man, they have, they have the most oil in the Middle East. They have to have the most oil, especially in northern Israel. They have all that oil. And now you got Europe looking at Russia like, you know what? I think Putin won't like us a whole lot. If we don't do what he wants, he can just shut our oil off. So guess what? Now they're looking for Israel. For oils, you think you think that's going to please Putin? No. So the fact that Israel has all that oil, and it basically is basic, it basically is an oil war, it's an energy war. Sure. And if you have all the energy, guess what? You're the big guy. You're the biggest dude in the in the jail block. Okay. Don't they have like? Don't they sitting on like tons of natural gas like yeah. in yeah. the Mediterranean as well? And yeah. Ezekiel does talk about them coming down to take take spoils, right? Right, and that's why also the Antichrist sets up shop there because because of all that oil, it's become the richest nation in the world. Jerusalem's become the richest city in the world when they tap into all that oil, you know. And that's what the really what the war is going to be about. Yeah, they're 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 going back and forth around Israel right now, but really they're just getting prepared to pounce on Israel because Israel has most of the oil. I mean, so let me get else? this let me get this straight, Bob. You're telling me that uh, a, a nation becomes more prosperous when they have energy and they're producing it on their own? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Immensely. <laughs> Immensely. Maybe you should tell Biden be. that, idiot. Oh, yeah. you know? 
He's like, oh, I think it's a good idea. I know we need energy, but turn off that Keystone Pipeline. Hey, the don't will come up from Michigan. Turn that one off, too, because it doesn't make sense for us to make our own energy. Hey, but, Bob, but don't I'm worry. Say- I'm going to go over to Saudi Arabia and beg them for, to make some more oil. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> Venezuela. <laughs> right? off and not talk to me. And Venezuela, too. Let's make sure we get Venezuela to send us oil. Um, here's your thing, Bob. I'm going to circle back to you, though, and tell you well, that we're sitting on 9,000 leases and they should be <laughs> drilling oil all day long. I mean, circle yeah. back. Oh, no, yeah. not you too. Oh, hell. No, I did that on purpose because she's the one who said it. That's my Pasaki. point. Yeah. Is that she said, yeah, Pasaki. She said, we are sitting on 9,000 leases, Bob. Don't you know that they should be drilling all this oil all the time? No, those mm-hmm. there's nothing in those places. And not only that, if there were, there are tons of regulations that are stopping them from actually drilling. And if they did get to drill, there's no pipe to actually push it out anyway to anybody. Yeah, right. So, you know, they, they make up all these things. Go and, ahead. Slap, slap the head. Right. Yeah. yeah. Smack my You know. Well, just, chi- you think about China. China. Think about China, though. Cause they, they want to make America a new China. They want to get rid of all the residents here. And China's elite wants to move in here. Okay. Ooh. If that's the case, and we know that's the case, we've seen the dreams of vision where Chinese soldiers, Russian soldiers just ransacked this country in an invasion. But think about it this way. If they're pulling the strings right now, if you were, if you're the leader of China, if you know you're taking over America and you and your boys are going to go over there and have it up over there for generations to come, wouldn't you make sure that nobody used that oil over there? You want to make sure when you get over there, you get to produce that you oil. Get produce you get that oil. You make that money with that oil in America. Not the Americas over there. They need to die. We need to get in there so we can get it, so we can be prosperous for generations to come. Well, the Antichrist is no dummy. Yeah. I mean, he is yeah. he's a smart guy. He is going to set up that, and you're right. That's really where, and not only that, I believe that also Israel's border is probably going to expand, I would think, even more so than it is um, today. Because um, there's probably going to be some wars that go on during that period of time, and Israel's going to expand. And then you got the Antichrist, who's basically like, "Oh, this is where I'm setting up shop." And then you know what he's going to do? You know what he's not going to do? He's not going to propose the Green New Deal. That's not what he's going to do. He is going to drill, baby, drill is what he's going to do, and he's going to have all this money coming in in order to like just you know fund his wars and his kingdom and all of his armies and so forth. I mean, he knows what he's doing over there. And people are going to just be like marveling at him saying, this guy is the best, you know. And then, you know, what we've talked about what he's going to do with the mark of the beast, probably promise some type of eternal life or things like yep. that. This is going to extend your life. And I don't know if it's eternal, but maybe he'll even promise that. But people will buy that lie. See, they'll buy all those lies. And that is like the ultimate lie and not the truth. The truth is that Jesus is the truth. He is the only way to the Father. And that he's the only way to eternal life. He's the one who gives eternal life, not the Antichrist and not Mm -hmm. Satan who promised even, oh, don't worry. You guys are going to be fine. You're going to be like God. You're going to live forever. Yeah. Well, how did that work out? God's like, what did you do? You did exactly the opposite of what I told you to do. And so therefore you're going to die. And, 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 God sent his son in order to be able to give that to us so that we don't have to have that second death. And with the rapture, if we're here and alive and remain, we're not even going to have to experience a first death. Yeah. I mean, right. that, that, that's an amazing promise. But you know what? The world's promising all these other things. Oh, just yeah. get this jibba jabba and you'll be fine. 
And by the way, regarding that, Bob, I don't know if you saw this, but there's an article, I think, that came out today or yesterday in the Washington Times talking about a little black substance that's in vials of the vaccine. What oh, they finally came about? out with that, huh? It's in the Washington Times, so I don't think YouTube's going to gonna destroy us here for for saying that because we're just reporting what's in the news well make and, sure you uh, hold on to that and yeah screenshot it because that just it goes to show you line soon there you go yeah i mean but the point is though is that they're discovering these things bob hmm mm-hmm. interesting right yeah they're finally talking about it. you know that just goes to show you that i i don't I don't believe in conspiracy theories because a conspiracy theory to me is usually the truth. You know, the people that believe in conspiracy <laughs> theories are those who are asleep, all right? Who those who are just ignorant. There is no such thing as a conspiracy theory, except for those who are ignorant and asleep. Of all the conspiracy theory, I mean, if you try to tell me a conspiracy theory, and I would have to believe that's a it's a that's a conspiracy theory, man. You it would have to be way out there. <laughs> you know, it would have to be something about some race on another human race 20 light years away coming over here. That's a conspiracy theory because I know it's not true. OK, but the fact that, you know, what you're saying earlier, though, about the conspiracy conspiracy theory here, here's a conspiracy theory for you. I, I, well, I don't think the conspiracy theory is just the one the lies are propagating right now about the, uh, you know, I was talking about earlier about the oil and everything in America. Uh, just so that we don't use up their oil, they're pushing this whole theory about the whole green theory. Okay, that's a load of crap. All right, that whole green theory is just to keep us away from that oil long enough for them to come in here and take it over. Trust me, when they come in here and take over this country, they're going to throw all those windmills out. They're going to throw all that green crap out. They're going to go right back to fossil fuels because they know that's what works. But in the meantime, let's sell this stuff to the American people to make sure that, hey, maybe there's some other options other than using those fossil fuels. And then, of course, you know, that's why they're trying to push electric cars, but the infrastructure for that absolutely sucks. You know, that's and true. it actually goes against the whole green ther- the whole green yeah. deal. True. Because the battery takes like 20,000 years to decompose. They something to, like that. You say, how much- you say they're pushing the electric cars? That's what you yeah, have to yeah. do. They're going to be pushing yeah, push the, after the EMP. Well, to try to push us out of our car first by by, by making it ten dollars a gallon. That's that that's on the way. Raising insurance costs, everything else. They're going to put you back in chains. Is what they're going to do. Right. That's, yeah. that's what they're going to do. Well, this has just been a positive <laughs> show tonight. <hasn't> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, I, I've been off for a week, so yeah. all this stuff builds up in me. I so love I it. have to. Dump it. <laughs> By the way, there was another report or article that came out. I think it was today or yesterday uh, regarding the election in 2020. And uh, there's like some studies that have been done. Um, I, I'm not going to actually say what the studies came up with, but I, I encourage people to go out there and take a look because um, now this is starting to come out with more data uh, in regards to that. And I would just say the number 255,000 came up in this. And you can imagine what those 255, what that number represents. Um, I'm just going to do this. And uh, there you go. But, Bob, you and I saw it that night. And I think that you and I see and we're all seeing every single day something like that happen where like the narrative like starts to turn and you're like, I see where they're going with this. 
And it's just like you can see like what they what they've got planned and you can feel the tide changing in order to go a certain way. And it's mm-hmm. it's like it's pretty amazing how quickly we're all able to pick up on this. And yet you can talk to other people and you see them post on YouTube and they're just like as clueless as they could possibly be, you know, and you're just like, mm-hmm. come on now. And then every single time you, if you ask them, you say, hey, are you saved? The answer is like, no. All every single time, like, what are you talking about? I don't believe in that junk, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're like, well, okay, of course not. The Bible said that it's going to be foolishness to them. And it is, and it's just complete foolishness. But then they go and they talk about what they actually believe in, and it's foolishness to us. I mean, it's pure foolishness. And you say, hey, are you saved? No. Well, wow, that's a big surprise. You know, it's like you need to get saved. You need to be able to have the Holy Spirit in order to be able to actually get, you know, the upper hand on all this stuff. Otherwise, you're still going to be just lying in the deception. And I think well, that's think the about, part of it. That's I have to right realize that, that Satan is Satan is the master master deceiver he's it talks in corinthians about how he's blinded the minds of those of those that believe not lest mm-hmm. the glorious gospel of jesus christ would shine unto them yeah you know, not just the gospel mm-hmm. but the glorious gospel yeah, so Lord. what he is doing is continuing to have a shroud you know that wall if you will of of deception and and in which we all dealt with at one point in our lives that had to be taken you know that 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 wall of partition had to be taken taken away you know and and when it when it was finally taken away then we could say yes we we understand now you know we see that this is the truth like uh kev was just saying you know it's it's foolishness uh these things are spiritually discerned. You know, the word of God is a spiritual, it's a handbook of life, but it's a spiritual handbook of life. It's not just a bunch of myths that have been written down by a bunch of old guys with beards and robes. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a, um, it's very important that you, you get into the, you know, spend time in the word of God. Once you're saved, you know, you need to spend time reading it. You need to spend time meditating on it. Amen. Um, And and getting and just letting it get into your, you know, from your minds into your heart. And then you start to believe it more. And then you start to walk out on it. And then, you know, your life will change. Yeah. And that's a challenge I I give to anybody out there. Just as I say hundreds of times, give Jesus Christ a chance. And the more so, you press into the Lord, you know, it's interesting. I came to the Lord, not through the, the word. Most people do. I'd say 95% of people, faith is by hearing the word of God. But I'd say there's a small percentage. We met, we've mentioned this before on the channel. I'd say maybe 5 to 10% of people come to Jesus through dreams and visions and or theophanies. Um, you see that happening all around the world, specifically in Muslim countries. Um, but uh, the interesting thing is, it wasn't until I started pressing into the Bible where the Lord started actually giving me an increase in dreams and vision and revelation. And, and I started, you know, really kind of harmonizing with the Holy Spirit. It's when I really started pressing into the word. And um, it was such a beautiful experience to actually feel in, in, like you're in his presence because his word is alive, you know. 
certainly is alive today. You can you can see it coming to pass right before your very eyes, the things that were talked about thousands of years ago and said, in the last days, these things are going to happen. It's like check boxes, right? You're just like, yep, I see that. I see this. Yeah, I see all those things. We're in the last minute. Forget the last days. We are. I, <laughs> I don't see another seven years on this planet. Honestly, I really don't. I really no, don't see, I don't see it. I, I think God is saying, get your oil lamps ready. There's so many things that I've seen in the last two years where I'm like, um, okay, you are giving people dreams, Christians mostly, about their walk with Christ, you know, giving them dreams mostly of hell and like where their walk is. And it's, mm. and I'm like, wow, God, these are warning signs, just like he gave us in his scripture. You know, Jesus warned more about hell than he spoke about heaven, you know, and it's just, this is happening more and more every day. Would you agree with this, Vanessa, that if you are, if you're just sitting here and you're like, you know what? I, yeah, all these things are bad, but you know, it's, it it could go on for a long time. So I'm really not going to make a decision right now. I mean, and you know, I'm just going to take my chances. Um, don't you feel like, like right now is like, that's very perilous that you are on the cusp of basically you know, basically saying, I'm going to go through this tribulation. Um, I would think that right now is, is the, is the time to, to decide that, you know what, I'm, I'm going to rise above all this and I'm going to believe in the, in the truth. I'm going to believe in Jesus Christ and I'm going to, I'm not going to take my chances. Yeah. Wait, ask me the question one more time. I almost haven't answered just briefly. Well, I'm just, I'm saying like, don't, don't you think this is a, this is a good time to like, you know, not not wait anymore if you're oh. on if you're on the fence like there, if you're saying no oh time. well you know it might happen in 20 years might happen in 30 years i'm just going to see what happens there's no time there's no you know i even wrote a song about it about this time this tribulation period and and one of the lyrics i wrote is you know there's no defense when you're on the fence you know mm. who's controlling you cuz the fence belongs to the the devil too you know is it cruel to call a spade a spade when truth seems to take on a different shade? And if I see your shade, you know, your spade keeps changing. Who thoughts you think you're rearranging? It's all about the new order. And it's all about your, you know, your walk in Christ. And it's all about who are you serving? And I think back to Bob Dylan, you know, you, you're going to serve somebody. And, uh, and, and that's what I think we're the, the, the times that we're living in. God is saying, whom are you serving? And it's even convicted me in my prayer time. I'm going, you know, I, I, on my prayer life, I have to admit, you know, has, has been terrible. And so I've, I've you know, in, in my late night hours, you know, two, three in the morning, I'm going, Lord, bring me into your, your, you know, your presence and your throne. And, you know, and basically it's just like nobody is on their knees. People are so distracted. Mm-hmm. God has shown me that this, these phones, these devices are consuming everything, even the good things. You know, I, I, I look up, YouTube videos of, you know, debates between Christians and atheists. I look up stuff regarding scripture, testimonies, um, sermons, and even those wonderful things Satan can use to distract you from, you know, digging deep into the word or to seeking him in prayer. Mm. And um, what I'm learning recently is that the time is so short that um, it really doesn't even matter that we're even here right now. It's so short that I'm even wondering if we're going to wake up tomorrow before the rapture. That's how close I think the return is. And I think that we ought to have our oil lamps ready. And I think we should be really thinking about the return of Christ. And here's the beautiful thing too, is that once you do that and you're saved, then if it happens, if it doesn't happen tomorrow, well, that's, that's okay too. I mean, you're saved. You're, you're going to, 
the other part of it, mm-hmm. I guess what I'm trying to get at is like the other flip side of it is that you're not ready. It catches you unaware and then the door shuts and now you've got to deal with the, the, the deception. You've got to deal with a strong delusion that God's going to send no, on you. You've got to deal with all that and try to hope your way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a lot more difficult on that side of things. But if you're saved now, um, you know, even if it doesn't happen today, tomorrow, next month, or even next year, we are still going to be ready. We're yeah. still going to be ready regardless of whenever that happens. Mm-hmm. But as someone who hasn't decided yet and has accepted the Lord, they're not ready for it. Yeah, I, I think it's more dangerous Listen. to be apathetic than it is to be atheistic. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah, you know, let's... God says, it reminds me of God wants you hot or cold. The ones who are apathetic who thinks, oh, good people go to heaven, bad people go to hell. Those are the ones I fear for. I'm sorry, Greg. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. Let's move on to questions. Um, Robert, is Mr. Hagen leaving or are you staying for these questions? You're on mute, I think. I'm with you guys tonight. You're done with us? I'm, I'm never done with, done you. with you. <laughs> How are you feeling? You feeling all right? I feel better than when we started. Amen. <laughs> That's for sure. It always works. Uh, I'll be praying for your uh, your schedule, Kev. That it, it gets better. I'm telling you. And uh, for Bob and for Vanessa and for Greg, you guys have a great night. You too, you brother. Well, brother. Take care, Bob. Thank Love you. you. Brother. Bless you. you. Bless you. All right. Listen. Um, Chester, right? questions for Bob questions Barber. Sure. Yeah, I'll go to Chester's Bob questions. Let's <laughs> right. see Chester's questions. Uh, you know, I think well, Chester's before you, before you go, real quick. We have one of our cats. We have four before, cats. One's Chester. Before you go, real quick, uh, Greg, I think you may, may need to like make a bumper, like seven questions from Chester or something. <laughs> it's like uh, it's it's pretty much you know clockwork. So all right. Anyway, hey, Bob, on that note, know? I would love to hear what these seven questions are. Well, the real easy question, first of all, in, Revel- in the book of Revelation, what color is a horse that brings war, famine, and pestilence? Well, the red horse brings war. Yep. I mean, the red the red horse brings war. It does. Okay. And then the green horse brings famine, and pestilence, and death. That's true. Okay. So that's – and then he says here, um, can polio virus be the next virus pe- epidemic? They could start mandating with the – with the shot to the arm. You know, I think they're done with the whole shot to the arm thing because they already lost all the trust in American people and people abroad to yeah. push something now like she, that. Yeah, I think the whole thing is going to be now, their, their leverage is going to be the carbon mandates now and, you know, and wor- green worship. I think they're moving towards that now. I kind of think they, they rode that whole shot to the arm vacation bus as far as it can go. You know. Now they're going with the you'll own yeah. nothing and like it. Yeah. Say, well, well, EMP, <laughs> well, a cyber EMP attack happened after the rapture. I believe a cyber attack will happen before the rapture, Ooh. which will mess up all of our computers. He's but here's it. the thing, though: if that happens, watch out because I believe a nuke won't be far behind it. Wow! So it'll be a, it'll be a cyber Very attack fun. first. So just saying, yeah. See, could Russia and China be one of the big, be one of the ten kings? Well, those are countries. That's not a king. So I don't know who the ten kings are going to be. I think Trump might be one. Okay, and then well, another shutdown developing. Oh my America, gosh! Which... Sorry, I'm sorry. Let me to interrupt you. Did you just, go ahead? Can you repeat what you just said about Trump just now, just to confirm? I think you'll be one of the ten kings. I think <laughs> is, you will. That is nuts. Okay, so. I'm sorry I have to interrupt you. That is a confirmation. It's the spirit of the Lord. 
today okay. I was sure. in the kitchen cooking and I've been painting, right? The Lord, there's a whole other testimony into that, right? Where my whole painting experience um, doing biblical stuff happened while watching a Charles Spurgeon um, documentary. And then God brought me back. This was, and Anyway, so today I had this idea for a painting where Donald Trump was wearing a crown. And I, I, I thought it was like, you know, I thought people would think hmm. it was ridiculous, you know, like stupid. But I thought it was one of those because I really had a heart for him. And I thought, you know, I really think that the Lord is going to do a work in him because he's so antith- antithetical to the left and the the, the, the the demonic agenda. And I was in the kitchen today and I was literally having a conversation. And I had an image of my head with Donald Trump with a prince crown on his head. And I thought maybe it would be a nice gesture to paint it and send it, send it to, to him. But like, you know... I, that's just, that's really strange out of all the, I don't think that's coincidental. I mean, I'm not a mathematician, but the odds of that, I'm not quite sure I can. Well, I am a mathematician and, um, and I can tell you that the odds of that are uh, astronomical. Let's put it that way. They're just, you can't measure those. I'm sorry. I'm like blown away right now. That's crazy. Isn't there all, isn't there also a, uh, an Illuminati card with, um, with a person who looks like Trump sitting yeah. on top of the world with a crown on his head? Oh, yeah, I there is one. Yeah, well, I know. There's, there's one. one of him shouting. I think they they use that one. The one of them. Yeah, that would be uh, where that that would be the prophecy from Kim Clement, where Trump will be a trumpet for mm. God. And you know, I believe Trump played a major role, and Trump could have been staged. It could have been that case because it would take somebody like Trump coming in here and waking everybody up in this nation, making them aware of how bad our leaders are. So that way, when they put the bad guy back in, we will be ready to go to war. You know, you know. If, if Hillary would have got in 2016, nobody would have got waking up, and there's no way they could have done a civil war. Okay, yeah. but after putting Trump in, everybody got woke up. Now you got militias everywhere. You got all these groups everywhere, division everywhere, massive division everywhere. Polarized, completely polarized the whole country, north and south, east and west, how you ever want to do it. And you know, since I said east and west, Jesus said his return mm-hmm. will be like um, you know, the verse where it says that as a, as a light shining from the east to the west, so also shall be the coming of the Son of Man. Have you ever thought about that light being a nuclear missile coming from the east to the west? Ooh. So also shall be a light. What happens with that when it explodes? Bam, light. You know? Yep. You ever oh, thought about that? No, mm-hmm. not until now, but thanks for that. Yeah. that uh, yeah, you vision. got it, you sleep better that. tonight. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that makes me feel much much better right now. I'm glad to help. Good. I think you. here's another question from Chester. said, well, another shutdown develop in America, which will be a government shutdown that lasts a long time because by 46 and the Democratic Party. Well, another shutdown, yes, I believe will happen, but it won't be because of a virus. It's going to be because of uh mandates for the uh carbon mandates and they're already going that direction because they're, if it's going to be ten dollars and twenty dollars a gallon they can easily shut down the whole carbon activity footprint in this whole country by doing that i told you bob they're already calling for a climate emergency shutdown there they are yeah. it's already started mm-hmm. that's right so yeah i can see another shutdown come it's not gonna as i said they're not gonna make it happen with a shot in the arm that's done Nobody's going to take any more of that stuff. They're done with that. You know, well, I, I think they could put a little, they could push a little bit of control with that, but not like the type of control that they're going to gain with these whole carbon mandates. I mean, look what they did 
with uh, Al Gore and all that stuff and all the emissions <laughs> on cars, all the control they did with that years ago. You I know? thought Miami was supposed to be underwater by 2000. So whatever happened to yeah. that? Mm-hmm. And not only that, by the way, when I was a kid, which I'm older than all of you, and I don't know if you were taught this, but I was taught this in grade school that a, a, an ice age is coming. That's what we were taught back in the 70s in grade school, that, oh, yeah, exactly. that an ice age yeah. is right on the horizon, baby. And, you know, how quickly that changes, warming. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, then it was global, right? Then it was global warming, and then now it's climate change. Well, it just goes to show you they don't even know what's they coming. You know, they have, a, you know, an idea, but they don't really know either. Like a hurricane happens. Oh, Every, everything is hypothetical. Everything is hypothetical and theoretical. And Tornadoes. Oh, climate change. It's it's man-made. I mean, it's like, like a hurricane or a tornado never happened before in the history of the world. It's like... It's all happening now because of man, because we're driving oh, too many cars, you know? It's like yep, there was nobody driving a car when the temperature yeah. went up 400 Check out Eric Metaxas. Check out Eric Metaxas' new book, is, is Atheism Dead? Um, it's a play on, you know, the 60s, is God dead? And I had the privilege of uh, meeting him. He came to my hometown for a, a, a book signing, and okay. I got to meet him. He's my favorite Christian radio, ho- radio show host. He has the most amazing testimony. He's written several books. Bonhoeffer, seven men, seven women, um, you know, fish out of water, his testimony of coming to Christ, you know, a Yale student, you've got to check it out. So you, got, you should check out Bob, you should check out Bob Barber's book, uh, Road to 2024. I, I heard about that. that. I, I heard it's actually book? right now. I've heard about that book. Oh, oh look Wait, at, when did you read yeah. this? Oh, oh, I heard about the guy that wrote the book. You don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where do I get that? Thanks for a signed copy, buddy. Yeah. Um, you can get, get on Amazon if you want. I could just send you one. Just send me your address. That's true. Oh, you didn't even that? sign mine. I mean, you know. right. we should get. We should keep going to uh, with questions, but oh, sorry. Uh, sure. running out of time. Running out of time. Listen, uh, Greg Chester, runs are, we with, are we done with Chester? Are we done with Chester? Well, he has two more questions, but they're really easy, though. Uh, he says something about can the Israel blood moon on May 15, 2022 represent World War III? I say yes, it could. Good. Absolutely. Well, I won't put anything past it. And the other question was, Russia and China, are they the military or the Antichrist? I would say China is, but not Russia. I believe Russia is going to be the king of the north that goes against the Antichrist. He's already anti, he's already anti-globalist. So yeah, but doesn't Daniel I, talk about the, the, the Antichrist having a problem with the king, the, the, the armies from the east coming against him? I thought, you know, that, the, that there's an issue there. Yeah. So there, there's probably another group that won't, you know, that's what God, that's classic God. That's what he does. He always calls them to turn all the enemies to turn against each other. Yeah. They're all on the same side at first. Right. But then when it comes, push comes to shove, when it comes to war, they always turn against each other and kill each other. And I mean, yeah. look at Muslims. She, she, Shias and the, and the she, uh, Shias and the Sunnis. Yep. They're going to turn against each other. I'm looking at a comment yeah, you know, here. <clears throat> okay. What's that? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say in Ezekiel, read Ezekiel 38. The first thing that happens is that they turn on each other and fight each other. That's before God sends the hailstones and the fire down. So, yeah, they they always do. He does do that a lot. You're right, Bob. Yep. What were you saying, That's- Vanessa? I was going to say I saw a comment here where someone said that Putin is a Christian. She's like in defense of Putin, but I. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, that is their well, official I, I, I wonder, religion is or, I, I, Orthodox, I, I, Orthodox why, 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 Christianity. Yeah. So. yeah. I'm 
I'm just, I'm, I still got some research to do. I'm just wondering why there's so much heat from the left towards this guy and, and what really is going on behind the scenes. I, I really want to know who the man is behind the curtains and what's going on because I really don't think that Russia and Putin is quite the story that the media is pushing. I think there's something way beyond that. And I think it has something to do with the, um, the uh, you know, implementing the what's happening next on the scene of the Antichrist, honestly. I believe mm -hmm. that I, I believe that Trump is going to get elected. I think that the world is going to become unhinged when that happens um, on the left, at least, or maybe not. Maybe they're going to see, okay, finally our economy is going to come back. Um, but I think something monumental is going to happen, at least to, to say the very least. You know, if that happens, because uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I just don't see us being here any longer than a decade. I mean, that's that's me being very very conservative. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we I guess we won't know until we get there. You know, I make a pretty I mean, I do pretty good solid speculation, right, Kevin? Oh yeah, really you're good solid that. speculation about you know how much time oh, yeah. we got left. You know. <laughs> Bob, Bob Bob is one of the ten kings of speculation. Oh <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, wait. Hey. <laughs> almost that's like almost below the belt. That's, is that blasphemy? I'm sorry, Bob. I didn't um that's I'm not afraid to. I'm not afraid to say it though, because people are afraid to really get out there and say yeah. that. Yeah. But I'm okay. It's like you know what? It's good, solid speculation. If it doesn't work out, hey, it looked good, but sure. it didn't happen. Okay, just like it looked good for the uh, for the uh, the Blue Moon Tetra back in 2014, 2015. That made sense. It, well, it wasn't like oh, oh, the Lord showed up and told me there's going to be on this day and hour. And That's you guys saw different. your house to get ready. 1988, yeah. You know, I didn't, it's nothing like that. That's the difference, is that there's yeah. no thus saith the Lord. The Lord told me in a private interpretation that blah, blah, blah. You're just yeah. saying, look, from what I see, these are the pieces I put together, and here's and here's how I think it could go down. And I don't think there's any it, pro problem or, or issue with that. If someone's, like, putting all their eggs in that basket, Bob, I would I would say don't. Because you're just a guy just like anybody else who's, who's, sure, you've got a lot of knowledge and you're seeing things. And there are a lot of things that absolutely could abs take place like you're talking about. I wouldn't say that whenever you come on there and you have your little your, your things, your speculations, that's like, oh, my gosh, that could never happen. I, I, I don't ever find myself saying that. As a matter of fact, I find myself saying, hmm, yeah, that's an interesting idea. That could absolutely happen. And the question is, is whether or not it's going to or not. But at the same time, we shouldn't be living our life based on what Bob Barber says in terms of this date or that date or it could happen. It's like, well, in that case, it must happen. You've actually never said that. You've never said this must happen on this date. And as a matter of fact, I've sold all this and I've done all these things in order to make sure that I'm ready on that date. I'm going to walk into that field on, on September 27th and I'm going to be ready for the rapture. I've never heard you say that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm doing stuff right now. I'm doing investment retirement stuff, you know, for yeah. down the road. You know, I continue to live my life. Okay. But the other half of me is the, the half of me that my wife can't stand. Is where <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> we're going home tomorrow, man. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> you know, I'm like bipolar with that stuff, man. <laughs> you know, I'm oh, glad Bob, here. So sensationalistic, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? You've got the fire, you got the spirit in you. So, yeah. Now, are we Nothing sure a generation is at the most 80? 
I mean, bring up the passage, Greg. Bring up Psalms, Psalms 90. I mean, yeah. Yeah, why not? Let's bring yeah, it up. The, let's look at what well, the Bible says the about what the generation is, right? A generation. Sorry, am I missing is, something? What does that mean? Well, the most 80, generation. 80, years, 80 years in a generation. Are we sure that a generation oh, 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 is at the most 80 years? Talking about. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and, and and Greg alluded to this before, Psalm 9010, the days of our years are three score and ten. I keep and hearing that song. Strength, oh, they'd be four score years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow for soon is cut off. And guess what? We fly away. Yeah, that's not, you know, it makes you wonder, why did he say that? Right? Why did he say that? Yeah. Why did he say that? I don't know. Very he's a great poet. But, wow. Isn't that why would you say that right wild. You could say that again, Bob. I love that. It is wild. Yeah. Wow. For it is soon cut off. And here's a funny thing. Now, here's, this is interesting. I should have used this in my video. Okay, mm -hmm. so basically, mm -hmm. without giving away too much of the video, Kevin, um, yeah, the generation yeah, is... A uh, seventy reason of strength eighty, right? Yeah. Okay. The victory generation is uh, eighty years, and basically eighty years is actually eighty years up until eighty one, because you could be eighty years old for a whole year. True. Okay. So people forget about that. Okay. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. Regardless of when, how long this generation runs, there's two things that happen. Well, actually, one thing is the Bible says in uh, Matthew twenty four twenty two, I believe, is that the days will be shortened for mm -hmm. my elect's sake, okay, that no flesh will be saved. Okay, right. so God will have to shorten these days. But look what it says right here. For it is soon cut off, cut off. and we fly away. Okay, so we got this whole narrative of things getting shortened all the time. And the book of Revelation chapter 12 talks about the, de the devil, the dragon. When he gets cast down, he's wroth. Why? Because he has a Little short bit. time. Yep. Okay, it's not like he's like, okay, well, I got seven years to get my affairs in order. No, during that seven-year period, God's going to pull the rug off him under him because he's going to cut the day short, mm -hmm. you know. So this whole fig tree generation in my video, if you start counting from 1948, if you go uh, 80 years, they actually, the, the, the 80th year is 2028, mm -hmm. okay? Right. It's not 2029, it's 2028, and then if you add a year for being 80 years old for a whole year, you uh, Israel will celebrate their 81st year on May 14th, 2029. Yeah. But hold on a second. I thought Jesus was supposed to return in the fall of 2029. So that would mean then that Israel will be 81 years old when Jesus returns in the fall at the end of the seven-year Shemitah cycle. Mm -hmm. So what do you think would have to happen? How can that work out? You know, how can Jesus' return to the earth come sooner? Well, God's going to have to shorten those days. Interesting. You know, that's Absolutely. why there's a, that's why you have the uh you have the um the 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 uh the um the fig tree generation running from 1948 to 2028 with that one year being 80 years old into 2029. Okay? But no matter what happens, even if they did it from 1949 as a confirmation. Mm -hmm. Remember, we talked about that and start counting from there. Right. That will put them in 2029, May 14, 2029. They'll still be six months short. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no matter isn't, what happens, they still come up short. Isn't that incredible? But I think, I think it's amazing. <laughs> so when so you look at the so if you look at those two timelines, you got the time the Shemitah seven year timeline that runs to 2029. 
2029, but the victory generation comes up a little bit shorter mm-hmm. by about five to six months short. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then Jesus said, though, it's funny, he talked about the fig tree generation and cutting time short during that mm-hmm. point. How about that? Matthew so the 24. fact that the uh, my, my argument is this, is during the seven tribulation, it's a seven-year period, right? Okay, you got a seven-year period. God mm-hmm. is not going to cut short the seven-year period. He's going to cut short the activity during the seven-year period. So Satan is not going to be able to have his full reign and do what he wants for the whole seven years. No, of course He's not. going to cut his activity short. And mm-hmm. whatever happens for the remainder of that Shemitah cycle is up to God. Wow. But the well, Bible, that's where that makes mm-hmm. sense, yeah. Because, because Jesus said, if Satan had his way for the entire seven years, no flesh would be saved. Right. So he has to cut his time short. Right. That's not, the, mm-hmm. not 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 the, the seven years short because that would mess up all the seven years. No, but in the future. Right. He, it comes. That's where the three and a half years of where people kind of have this different take on what is mm-hmm. the great tribulation between what's the tribulation and the great tribulation. Time of Jacob's trouble is really three and a half years. That's well, it. Here, here's the other thing too about that, Bob. Is that wouldn't that take people off guard as well? Like. It's going to come like not only the rapture going to come upon them like a thief, but the second coming is also going to come upon them like a thief. because It's going to be shorter than what they actually thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically, yeah, it's uh, it's really up in the air. Wow. And that's why I believe that's why Satan is wroth, because God's going to pull do a rug pull on him during the tribulation mm-hmm. period. And here's my logic also behind that. And I actually added to the common sense section. So I had the whole doge dog come up and everything. Oh, nice. But, uh, but my common sense is this. Okay, so if people claim that Jesus returns on the Feast of Trumpets, which, okay, it will make sense. Here's, here's, here's a problem with that. So you mean to say Jesus is going to go all Armageddon on the earth, Kill all these people, kill all these armies. The Bible says the blood will be up to the horse's bridle. And then he's going to do the sheep and the goat judgment that day, all on the same day, by the way. And then after that, they're going to do the wedding feast of the lamb that same day. So everybody has to get the garments and get distributed throughout the city. And before that even happens, the Jews have to enter into the city because it's been in captivity for the last three and a half years. So you have all that going on. And by the way, the feast of trumpets also represents a coronation of the king. So I think you might want to have the Coronation of the King event before you do the wedding feast. So are you going to be able to do all that in one day? No. I'll tell you what, right now, if Jesus returns on the Feast of Trumpets, you're not going to have, even if they could somehow put that wedding feast together in one day, it's not going to happen. How long do you think it will take to put together a wedding feast for everybody in the city? For one day. How big of a place? How many plates you got to sell? How much food you got to make? How many decorations do you have to do? Can you get it done within a few hours? No only way. If you had, only if you had the people from Top Chef. That's the only yeah. <laughs> way you could do it. Right. So that's that. my argument is, <laughs> I say this in the video, I don't think Jesus is going to return at the Feast of Trumpets. He's going to return when the days get cut short during the Seven Tribulation, sometime after the, the Spring Feast days. And then he's going to take care of business. And then everything calms down. And everything kind of settles, and then the, the the remaining three feast days can be fulfilled with his coronation, the wedding feast, and everything else talked about in the last three feast days. 
You know what I'm well, saying? That's just that's my- interesting because it does. Daniel talks about like 1260 days, 1290 days, even 1335 days. Blessed mm-hmm. are those who wait for that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I can see where this is where you're getting at this, Bob. Yeah. So I think um, that's that's what's going to be the case. I mean, obviously, the Bible says these days shall be cut short. So these days, the seven tribulation, and I went through that whole chapter. I want to make sure it was in proper context. Jesus was specifically addressing the the pre-birth pains, the time before the tribulation, and the tribulation period. Okay, so basically the, the, the time that we're in and the tribulation period itself and his return. So that's what first verses 1 through 31 in Matthew 20, 24. So all that needs to be done because in verse 33, that's when he says this will all be done before this generation passes, before mm-hmm. this generation, you know, all things will be fulfilled. Right. People so, are asking for sources there, Bob, but you have the sources all there, right? So you're <clears throat> just watch the video. You guys will. Yeah. Well, yeah. I kind of got carried away. Watch this video. <laughs> Just watch the video. I have a ton of charts. Man, this is this is the best promo for your video you've ever done, Bob. Now, now I really got to finish it. <laughs> Probably doesn't make sense with everything I just told you. That's why you got to watch. The I like video. I like this idea. This is good. Cool. This is good stuff. So, which means then, if the fig tree generation ends in 2028, and it just doesn't line up with the, uh, it doesn't line up perfectly with the Shemitah cycle ending in 2029. Well, you know, it's funny because I asked the Lord, I was in my kitchen, why is it that these two are not lining up? Mm. One shorter than the other. What's going on, Lord? How is that? Why? There's a discrepancy here. Why is there a discrepancy here? And I'm looking at it, I'm like staring at my cabinet. I'm looking at it, and then the Lord says real fast, he goes, because I'm going to cut that day short. That's (laughs) why there's a discrepancy. I'm cutting the day short, Bob. I'm like, Oh, I mean, oh. there is a Bible verse that explicitly says that he's going to do that. I mean, that if unless the days were shortened, right? Mm-hmm. You've been, you've been talking to Brother John, haven't you? So, so, so that gives you hope, everybody. Hey, look, we have a Shemitah cycle at the end of the fig tree generation that goes just beyond the end of the fig tree generation and is justified in the Bible why it does. So... That victory generation, I believe, is really key. I, I really do believe in it. As a corporate birth, an establishment of Israel in Israel, and everything that's happening right now, I don't think God's going to make it that hard no. for us, Kevin. Bob, I think you have a couple of months to, to write The Road to 2028. So that's right. <laughs> you probably have only a couple of months left to write it. So too. The Road to 2028 is what I want to see. <laughs> road to 2028. <laughs> well, I'm going to be writing Different. stuff about heaven. And that's what I'm going to be doing. All so. right. All right. You can write that's up there. <laughs> the, you got the plenty of time version. up there, right? I mean, plenty of time. Yeah, yeah the plenty of time. Version. All right. Mm-hmm. Next one. Do you think the elite know who the AC is? Oh, that's an interesting question. Well, I think we can go to Second Thessalonians. Let's say. Go to Second, Second Thessalonians two there, and it, and it says that you know the restrainer is removed, and then the Antichrist is revealed. Mm-hmm. The question is, is whether or not like the 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 part of the world knows who he is before he's revealed. I mean, I guess you could say that's possible. It doesn't say that you know, but it does say that the Antichrist is revealed. Right there, it says, uh, you, "You know who, who that, uh, and you know that withholdeth that he might." 
be revealed in his time, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way, and then shall that wicked be revealed, and the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of the coming. That is the Antichrist, when the wicked is revealed, the Antichrist is revealed. So we we believe that we are restraining, that we are a restraining force here with the Holy Spirit indwelling within us, that we are continuing to, you know, stay in that gap between that. And then once we're removed, that's when everything can all go down and, and the wicked be revealed. So the question is, is whether or not some people know who that wicked is before it's revealed, before he's revealed. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't think the Bible tells you that. So that's my opinion. I just don't think that the Bible says either one way or the other that like no one's going to know who the Antichrist is before the Antichrist is revealed. But mm-hmm. when it says revealed, that's kind of like the world knowing who he is, I guess, at that point. Right. Yeah. But the elite, though, I think there is some idea. They have some idea of who they have selected to be the Antichrist. This is my own opinion now. There's nothing to talking about this in Scripture. Sure. But could possibly have an idea of who they have selected to be the one. Yeah. But okay. more importantly, it's like, who is God selected to be the one? Well, that's yeah. the important thing, because I think man has an, their own idea. So they have their own, own agenda, ideas. but, sure. I mean, these people have mm-hmm. their own agenda, right. but it could be complete, something completely different, and they're, and they're completely exactly. uh, taken by surprise. So the elites may, may know who they want, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's who God who has chosen to be. And who they're going to get, exactly. Right, and who they're going to get, right. Just my thoughts on it. My, my hope is that they get a person that they don't want. That's that's my hope. So basically, they want they want the these guys. They think uh, do the elite know who the vessel is going to be? Right. Because it's not going to be a man's spirit who is just a wicked man. You know, the Bible talks about. We talked about uh, two weeks ago, right, Greg? Where Apollyon? Yeah, Greg, uh, lo- Greg loves up, this talk. Uh, the king of the uh, bombless pit. Yeah, great thing to bring up a minute before we uh, we end the show. No, that's, yeah. that's great. Um, yeah. It's just a small topic, though, Greg. Very small. Yeah. Minuscule. Um, yeah. Vanessa, question. what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this? Do you think oh. uh, the elite know? Oh, the elite? Know who the AC is? Oh, no, I have no idea what that is. This is the first time I've heard of it. With the you AC. know, Vanessa, you and all your friends, the elite. You air, know? air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. All I know is that I am burn. I am like burning my butt off every single night because uh, it's the middle of winter, and most people don't like to have their windows cracked open. But I am that rare <laughs> commodity where I have to have my windows cracked open for some reason. The heat always travels to me, and the and the cold always travels to me. I, I'm just a miserable sleeper, and right. so I just tend to like kind of venture into the, <laughs> the kitchen when the whole world is sleeping. And put on my coffee with an angry face, and put on my Hitler mustache, and just try to try to try to you know dip into the word. You see, Vanessa has bigger problems than who is the Antichrist. She she needs to get yeah. like at least eight hours of beauty. Well, I'm pretty jacked right. up. Let's just put it that way. I'm pretty jacked up. Well, very good. You know, thank, we, you. Um, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. you know, for that. Think about the we we heard the body of Christ. The four of us here and everybody listening right now. We'll we'll all learn that in a moment. And when when we're raptured up out of here, yeah. we will have that knowledge at the point. So, 
You know, it, I guess it would be fun to try to figure out who it is. But as soon as you figure out who it is, there's always some other guy who's a bigger <laughs> scumbag that comes along. That's First true. you have Obama, then you had uh, uh yeah. who's that uh, uh that guy from uh Mick uh what's his name Macron, and then you have Zelensky. People are calling him it's now. Common sense cracks me up. Who did that? That's hilarious. I mean, people said Trump's the Antichrist. I mean, look, um, any, um, like some people are saying Biden's the Antichrist. I don't listen. I, I think that's the I, only person in, in, in the whole entire world. Brain cells to rub together. Yeah, I think that's the only person in the entire world that you could say is definitely not the Antichrist. <laughs> Even the Antichrist is like, I wouldn't touch that. Even, even, even when they said Obama <laughs> was the Antichrist, I thought, no, people, the Antichrist is going to be way smarter than Obama. Like, no <laughs> one true. can fool. I mean, Biden, are you kidding me? Are you, the Ukrainians, the Ukrainians. You know, it's going to have to be a fresh face because all the yeah. faces out there right now, everybody knows, everybody has preconceived notions. I think it has to be a completely fresh, a new face that nobody knows. Yeah, we're in a war. We're to in a win war. over the whole world. I remember the war, eleven ninety five, when they gave me a sword and a spike with all those balls, spiky balls on it. It was, <laughs> it was. <laughs> Don't you know, Vanessa, the Antichrist? That's my be, question. What? He's going to be a community organizer. That's what he's going to be. Community organizer. He's going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's going to be a freak, all right. Things have gotten crazy. Things have gotten so crazy. I feel, I feel bad for this guy. He's just a puppet. But the people think, behind him are so evil. They are so incredibly evil. I think Bob hit the nail on the head, though. It's like every bad guy that comes into power, it's you know, in some country or something here, is like that's the Antichrist, you know. And then some other schmuck comes along, and you're like, that's the Antichrist. He's worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All I know is he'll be revealed after we leave. Right, you know, and all I know is that it's time. not Joe Biden. And yeah, I know the people maybe. see people make a ministry out of chasing the Antichrist right now. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of work. So go get burned up at the beam of seat. Seriously, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Talking about that, I mean, we are about to release this film. By the way, April 30th is the world premiere of our TV series, The Last Evangelist. It's an nice. Ohio. If anybody, oh, yeah. needs, if anybody, and we're exposing this whole thing. So if the, the timing is interesting. My, grand, my grandmother passed away. I was her last evangelist. She passed away from this vaccine. The 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 first episode is all about that, and it's just interesting. I literally lived out the last evangelist, and so we are mm-hmm. having a big premiere in Ohio. If anybody wants to attend, uh, limited seating. I'm trying to convince David to do um, more like a second night because I think if I can get a lot of people there, then then we might have to split it up between two nights or something like that. But it's in Ohio. It's April 30th. Um, it's going to be a big event. We're going to be exposing the government. It's going to be about Jesus Christ. So, you know, it's going to be about uh, the Antichrist and the, the return of Christ, everything about Christ. So <clears throat> a little plug there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, that won't be on the government's watch list at all. So. Oh, yeah, really, right. Yeah, well, not anymore now that <laughs> we have uh, aired this I'm out. For committing uh, like career suicide right now. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll be the last thing I ever do. So I hope it does well. Well, you guys, right. well, you guys are nice all awesome, you, Vanessa. We yeah. appreciate your time. Yeah. Well, you guys are all awesome. I, uh, we should close this, but thank you so yeah. much for coming on. Love you guys. And uh, yeah, you. you guys are all awesome. And uh, out there, everyone uh, watching, tuning in, thank you. Um, you. You make this what it is, really. We're all part of the body of Christ. Uh, we are the church, the assembly. 
and uh, we just lo- we love all of you. We we want you to just continue to to rest in His love and His peace. And it's really about Him. This is all about Him. It's That's not right. about us just talking and and you listening to us. You know our banter here. This is this is this is about Christ, and and we want to try to encourage you edify the church the body of christ there are times where either there are going to be things that you, you you don't agree with and you may not agree with that and that's fine if, if you don't want to agree with that that's fine uh you know turn it off you, you can watch something else we will bring up another topic another time again we're not a denomination this is an online educational forum so we're going to have some other different uh opinions different thoughts but the main thing is keeping the main thing the main thing right Amen. jesus christ is lord Thank you.